Okay. Well, today was, is the yardstick of my grandfather. I'd like to dedicate this class in his honor, Aram Tzvi Hirsch, that is Neshamash have an Aliyah, about the learning we do to help propel the Aliyah upward to greater and greater heights. This is his 18th anniversary, Chai. So there should be a true revelation of Chai, of life, which I guess means Hanesim now. Today's Tanya, of course, we know it's Wednesday, and therefore we know we have a part, and we do. So today we're going to do in one shot an entire parak that's pretty deep of Tanya, which is chapter 22. I will do an overview and hope not do too much injustice to chapter 22 of Tanya. In chapter 22, we're completing our understanding of Achdus Hashem. Chapter 20 we stated the basic premise, nothing in creation changed Hashem at all, because creation is meaningless to Hashem. In chapter 21, we further developed this idea by understanding the perspective of Kedusha, of creations of Kedusha, that understand they are a piece of Hashem, but erroneously feel they have evolved from Him to create independence, sense of self and independent separate identity, which is their mistake designed by the Abishter, through the enormity of symptom of constrictions, which constrict for creation, but don't constrict for creator. In chapter 22, we speak of that which proves the total reality of creation as speech, which is the creation of Klippa. Last chapter, chapter 21, we said, wait a minute, speech means something that, you know, in our world, you talk and the words go away, leave you, they have their own life, but that doesn't happen by the Avishter. But the creations of Klippa seemingly have such an existence that's a total antithesis to the apister inside of them, which gives reality to the concept of separation, of speech as separation. Because inside of them is the apister, and yet they are functioning without any awareness of the apister inside of them. Again, deliberately so. If they felt their reality they would like self-destruct. How could they be godliness and be a force to negate godliness? Now, when we're looking here at this concept, to understand better the idea of klipa and its existence, we're going to look at the term teokotra klipa, elokim acherim which means loosely other gods. Of course, there are no other gods. And we're going to understand then why Tyrus Emes calls them Elohim Acherim and how this expresses their reality. But again, our premise is, hey, Tyrus says creation was speech. Hey, speech means something that leaves you. 
that is a separation, a true separation. What's the ultimate expression of a true separation from Hashem? Klippa. Is Klippa created by Hashem? Yes. But not only is Klippa created by Hashem, but Hashem is inside the Klippa. And that's what the Klippa doesn't realize. So the first explanation of Elohim HaKherim is Elohim, meaning like Chayus, Elokus, godly energy. Acherim, Acherim. So Elohim Acherim, Acher means other, other gods. But if I would change the Nikud, if I would change the punctuation, instead of Acher, other, I can read it Achor, Acher, Patachsego, other, Achor, beginning with the Kamas and the Choylam, which means backside. Like the term in Chassid is very often, Bechinas Achorayim. So, Lokim Achorim, godly energy that's coming through the backside. Now, why is the godly energy given to Klippa coming through the backside? So, the Alphabet says it's as if someone has to give something to his enemy, so he throws it to him over his shoulders. He doesn't want to look at him face to face. Because face to face is an inner connection. In other words, Acher, other, achor, backside. Now let's do a different word. Face, panim, inner, pinim. Again, the same letters, I just changed the nikud, like a pinimi. So when you connect face to face, or as we would normally say, eye to eye with someone, there's a pinimi connection going on. There's an inner relationship. That's why it says when someone's teaching you, look at them in the face. And the famous Thomas says how much he gained because he saw the backside of the teacher. Could you imagine if he saw his face? So when we look at someone in the face, there's an inner connection going on. There's an inner transmittance of energy. But to Kalipa, the Abishur says, I don't want to get so involved. I don't want to have an inner transmittance. I want to do it as minimalistically as I can. I want Kalipa to exist for the sake of challenge, for the sake of concealment, for all those reasons, creating those weights that Kedush has to overcome, but minimally. I want to give the least quantity of energy, the least quality of energy, and the least ability to absorb that energy. So it's going to be Elohim HaKherim. Godliness flowing, so to speak, through the backside in a very minimalistic fashion. As verse in the Pnimi connection, Shiv Hashem's connection with Kedusha. Now, since the godliness is so minimized, this allows Klippa to make an even more fundamental mistake than Kedusha makes. We said creation of Kedusha recognizes a piece of Hashem, and their mistake is that they feel they've evolved and separated, detached, but knowing they're a piece of Hashem that's detached. Klippa takes it a step further. Kalipa's perspective is, Hashem created me, but now I exist completely, I'm just completely separate from him. I have my own independent thing going on here. He created me, but now I'm me and got nothing to do with him. Which means, there's two levels of chayas, there's two levels of godly energy that constantly vivify all of creation, which we can call memale and seveve. 
Sine wave is the big, broad strokes. The essence energy to exist. And the male is the inner life that takes existence and fashions it into a cucumber or alamatsilos. So Klipper recognizes Seveiv. It recognizes its existence comes from Hashem. But it doesn't recognize Memale. Because Memale would imply not only my existence comes from Hashem, but Hashem's currently inside of me. My current reality, my insides, my current chayus is Hashem. And that Klipa can't see. Because if it could see it, it, it couldn't be Klipa. Because Klipa means a denial of Hashem. How could you deny Hashem while recognizing Hashem is your very life? So Klipa says, oh, Hashem created me. That's not my current existence. Which leads us to our second explanation of Elokim HaKerem. The first explanation, again, was Elokus, Chayus, Godly energy, Acherem, Achor, coming through the backside in a very chitzonious, superficial, minimalized fashion, because the church doesn't really want to be there. Just enough for it to exist, not enough for it to feel the mimale energies, just enough for it to exist, which it recognizes as a soyvev detached, and therefore not currently ob- obligating relationship to Hashem. What's the other explanation of Al-Kimacherim? The other explanation of Al-Kimacherim is other gods, like the simple Taich. Well, how can we say other gods? There are no other gods. But this is their perspective. Since Al-Kimacherim, the Chayas comes in B'chinas Acharayim, and it's so minimal, and, and they, they, they're just aware of the Saivev, that Hashem created them, but not the Mamale, that Hashem is currently in them, and they are a part of Hashem's reality, this leads to Elohim Acherim for them viewing themselves as gods. But suddenly they don't know Hashem exists. They do. He's the head honcho. He's the ultimate God, capital G. He's the creator of all, including them. And they're the little gods, small g. So Elohim Acherim, they view themselves as gods. Not that they created themselves, but now they have power. They're gods. Now this leads us to a very important understanding. These forces are forces of Klippa, are forces of Avaitazara. What did we just realize, which is like the punchline of these three chapters, what did we just realize about forces of Avaitazara? They believe in Hashem. All these gods, Kivyachol, all these forces of Klippa say, Hashem created me. Hashem is the top God. He's the big God. We're the little gods. But yet we're calling them Avedazara. These are forces of Avedazara. Idolatry. But they believe in Hashem. They acknowledge they were created by Hashem. But they feel they're also gods. So what does that tell us? That tells us a, tells us a deep truth about Avedazara. About Kfira. Kfira does not mean, I do not believe in God. Kfira means, I believe in myself as well. Davai Jazar is nothing. Hashem doesn't exist. Hashem exists. Hashem even created me. But I never exist as well. I'm also a God. So now we have to revisit our definition of Avai Jazar. We thought Avai Jazar meant I'm denying David's existence. 
Now we understand that right desire doesn't mean I deny the Eishu's existence. It means I think I also exist. It means I minimize the Eishu's existence by saying there are other existences besides the Eishu's existence. Which is why our Chachamim say that Gaiva, Gastos arrogance, ego, this is a Vajazara. This is the root of a Vajazara is Yesh. I exist. You don't exist? No. I exist in truth as an extension of the Abishter's existence. So again, creations of Kedusha say I'm an extension of the Abishter's existence but currently separate. No, 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 you're not really separate. You just think you are. Creations of Klippa say Hashem created me but not that I am part of Him. That's the Avajazara. That's the Kfira. Why is this a key point here? Because we began this concept of analyzing Achtas Hashem to understand how every Aveir is part of Avajazara. To understand how we can always access our Ava Mesuteras. So through our analysis of Achtas Hashem, we have reached the point of recognizing that avoid the Zora, denial of Hashem, doesn't mean only denial of Hashem. It could, but it can mean something more subtle. It could mean denial of Achdus Hashem. These forces of Klippa, these forces of Avoid the Zora, they don't deny Hashem. They deny Achdus Hashem because they say they exist as well. So if we go back to our question that we opened up chapter 20 with, I understand. If I accept you as God, I have to keep Shabbos. And I have to keep kosher. And I have to dress this. But how does lo how is the Israel of Avodah meaning don't wear shotness? Don't say Lashon Hara. But now we understand. Because the Israel of Avodah does not simply mean you can, you must believe in Hashem, and you cannot believe there's another force that's the Hashem. The Israel also contains, you can't deny Achdus Hashem. Again, the logic being, these forces that we call Avodah don't deny Hashem. They deny Achdus Hashem by believing they also exist. And that's enough to be called Avodah That's enough to be a Kaifer. So that means that within the prohibition of lo is contained in there. I can't deny Achtos Hashem. I can't believe there's Hashem plus me. And me existing, possibly, potentially, as something separate from his existence. So if I'm choosing at this moment to say Lashon Hara, that means what I'm really saying is Hashem exists. I mean, Hashem created me. I mean, he's creating everything. But I'm separate from his existence. Because I'm choosing right now to do something that's in contradiction to his existence. So I also exist. And I'm making a choice. And right now I'm also a God. A little, little, little mini God. Of myself. Who can choose to do things completely the antithesis of Hashem's reality. Which means a denial of Achtos Hashem. So that makes Lashon Hara Or, Asar Vachal of Avaydah Zara. 
or any Avera Vaidazara. Because any Avera is my statement of, just like Elkei Machayim statement, I also exist separate from Hashem. Separate from Hashem? Separate from Hashem means there's not Avachas Hashem. Now with this, and I'm trying very quickly to go through many deep things, uh, with this, we come to answering our initial question. Because our initial question was, how can I always access my Ava Mesoteras? It's an amazing force inside of me, so powerful that when it comes out, all the klipas melt, as I learned in Chapter 19. But I also learned in Chapter 18 and 19 that it comes out in the situation of Mesir Snefesh. And Baruch Hashem, I live in America in Tosh and I am love in 2016. But this is the key. Mesir Snefesh doesn't only mean when some outside force is putting a gun to my head and telling me to deny the Yedishter. Any time I'm tempted to do the wrong, and by the time we reach chapter 25, we'll understand it's also any time I need to do the right. But for now, let's keep it with any time I'm tempted to do the wrong. Any time I'm tempted to do the wrong, I'm in a situation of Mr. Stafesh. I'm in a situation of potentially denying Hashem. Because if I succumb to this Avera, this is my expression of Kfira. This is Avodah Zara. This is my denial of Hashem. Whoa, I can't deny Hashem. I don't want to deny Hashem. Hashem's my existence. I'm in danger here. I'm in danger of losing my relationship. And when those danger hormones go off, the Avamus Terrace comes out. And that's how, on a daily basis, we can access and feel our Avamus Terrace. I know I went through a lot very quickly. Any questions? Please unmute yourself. Star six. Okay. Wow, I take it then. I guess everyone just understood it perfectly. Amazing. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. And we should continue learning Hasidus and trying to apply it. Hamaisa Huayker.